The Athen Real Talk podcast explores controversial ideas to stimulate debate and active thinking. These ideas do not always reflect Athen's personal views. Welcome to the Athen Real Talk podcast. He has been called the best gamer in the world, hands down. World famous gamer and philanthropist Athen. Gaming for good, it's called, has raised more than $20 million. Using his notoriety to raise money for charity. On activism, science, culture, and self-development. I'm proud to have him in the studio today. I would not want to take you on in a video game. Thanks. I'm good at what mathematics. What do you suggest to do? Well, what I would suggest if you really want to have the biggest impact is come over here and work together with us. I mean, there was a guy that came here from, I think, Nepal. Like the only guy from South America here. And he studied physics. And he learned coding and does a lot of testing and does a lot of coding. I mean, it's not because you studied mathematics or you studied doctor or engineering that you have to become a doctor or become an engineer. It's so limiting. You can do whatever. That's the real beauty of life. The real talent is to just adapt. It's to be flexible. That's the real talent. That's how you truly shine at life. Like It's really like people go to university for mathematics. There is no jobs. And it's like, but I studied for mathematics. And then you end up flipping burgers. We're like, yeah. I couldn't do anything else, so I ended up... No, man, no. It's not because you studied mathematics. It's a good background for coding or for whatever. You don't just settle with what you do. You never do that. It just makes no sense. You always keep your brain flexible, plastic. Always learn, always grow. And in society, it's really like when you have a PhD in whatever, right? And then you can't find a job. Everybody around you, everybody pats you on the back. Oh, it's so sad or oh, 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 that you have to do a shitty job now oh, oh, oh. they don't give a shit about you they're pity they don't give a shit about you it's just like keep the illusion alive that going to university and wasting your fucking life and going into debt was a good call yeah you gotta keep that lie alive it's almost when you go to the church and you lost a child or whatever and everybody says God works in mysterious ways I feel sorry for you just keep the lie alive the collective intersubjective lie alive. Times have changed. You want to have a job? You want to succeed at life? You got to think differently. You got to be more flexible. Technology is changing at a rapid pace. The best thing you can do is be very mindful, very understanding, learn, see opportunities and take advantage of them. The best academics are in universities. You go there to learn from them. But man, all this stuff in the chat, like seriously, you guys, you want to learn stuff? You go about it doing it yourself. You have all access to all these. Do you know the courses are even free online? The entire freaking university industry is a scam. You can literally get it all for free online. The degree, the paper is worthless. If you go nowadays to a company that hires competent people, they will say, what is your experience, sir? I went to university. No experience. Bye-bye. But how am I supposed to get experience if nobody hires me? Catch 22. Well, maybe you should have done some stuff to show what you're made of. Instead of just going, I got a degree. Look at me. You know what a degree shows? I've been an idiot studying without thinking for myself. That's what a degree says nowadays. If you would come to me, right, and want to be hired by me. And you go like, I got my degree, I got my degree. And then another guy comes here and says like, yeah, these are the games I made. This is where I already published them, this and that. So like, come, work instant. The guy with the degree, you go back, study some more. And I'm not even making this. You guys know this is true. 15 years, no, what am I saying? 20 years ago. 20 years ago, when I was 18, I had people that I knew that were PhDs that were working in McDonald's, literally in McDonald's. 
That was 20 years ago. Nowadays, the field has become a lot more competitive. Instead of coming and saying, like, I want to study coding. Fuck that shit. Come over here. Learn it here. By working on a project. And then you go and you say, here are the games I made. Stas, right? This guy that came over here, right? He made a game from scratch in three months. He published it on Steam, made $6,000. Let me tell you something. If he goes to find a job and he shows his game, he gets instantly hired. Three months, 6K. He got some, a little bit of guidance, a little bit. And then what you go, you go study five years, spend $100,000, and then you get to graduate and you go and try to find a job, and they all ask for fucking experience. You don't even learn what's literally the latest tech. You don't even learn that shit. The latest tech, right, that industries are using, you don't even learn that at school. You know what I learned at school when I did IT? Oberon. Do you know, guys, what Oberon is? Nobody fucking knows what Oberon is. You know why? It was the language, the fucking PhD, doctor of the university. He made himself that language. And he thought it was good that his students learned this shitty language that nobody fucking used on the planet. And he's still doing it up till this day, man. Fucking 20 years later, he's still fucking doing it. Just go to a proper university. You know the proper university? It's at home, behind your PC, working on your own projects. And being your own boss, that's proper university, man. Learning by doing projects. Raggy says, are you paying your devs anything? Is it 24-7 work or are they allowed to have fun? Let me tell you something. The way it works is when you come over here, you come over here to do your best. You come over here to have an impact in the world. And the idea of distinguishing fun from what you do and calling it work is just very dysfunctional. At any given time, you just do what is right. And if it means you got to rest, you rest. That's it. So it's not about you, are you allowed to work or are you not allowed to work? Or are you allowed to have fun or not? It has nothing to do with that. It's just a very different paradigm. You come over here, you just do your best all the time and you're fulfilled doing so. The idea that you have to have fun in your life with doing stuff that is conditioned in your brain is literally indoctrination. You've been indoctrinated to think that you got to, you know, be busy with useless shit. You can just be busy with just doing what you're passionate about at any given moment of the day. And even passionate, passionate about changing the world, even if you got to do stuff that you don't like. I don't like always to listen to this, to read this chat and to stream three hours a day, every day. I think I'm really like that. I still do it because it's the right thing to do. It's like your parents. Do they have to fund taking care of you? No, but it gives them meaning. It gives them purpose. So that's on one end. On the other hand, you don't get paid for doing what is right. Do your parents get paid for taking care of you? People here, they work together because they want to have an impact in the world. They want to see their actions ripple and it's coming from themselves. It's not them coming and working for me. Not at all. People don't come over here and they work for me. People come here to do good in the world. And I just have created a framework that allows people to do so without having to worry about so much shit. Normally, now, if you want to do good in the world, right? Imagine you got to do world. You got to think about your bills. You got to think about who to work with, not to get backstabbed here. Everything is taken care of you. And even projects are already running where you can immediately start contributing and have exponential bigger impact. If you have to do everything by yourself, it's a fucking pain in the ass. I just did and created here something what I would have wanted myself if I was your age. Because I always wanted to do good in the world. I joined political groups, I went into politics, I tried so much shit. And always compromises and always dishonesty, greed, selfishness. While here, it's fucking stable. 
things are just so resonating. Things are so much more uh, optimized. It's actually interesting. I always read sometimes the Discord and Reddit and stuff. And um, sometimes people are more self-conscious than I would suspect, which is always nice. And um, there is quite some people, right, that see the stream as guilt-tripping. Because what I say makes you feel guilty. So I must be guilt-tripping you. And it's one thing to feel guilty when I do real talk, but it's another thing to start channeling it and saying, like, this guy is guilt-tripping me, he should not do that. Because it's almost like you go 200 years back, you talk to a slave owner, you explain him what it is to have slaves and uh, how these people are just humans like you. And the slave owner just says, like, what are you doing, man? You're guilt-tripping me. You're an asshole. You should not be guilt-tripping me. If that scenario would happen, it wouldn't fly. On the other hand, if I talk about kids dying and people's inaction being able to save them, since it's not culturally or socially conditioned in our society to even see things like that, we allow ourselves to make these rationalizations that are completely nonsensical. Cheesecake Giraffe says, Why should I care about the world when the world doesn't give a damn about me? I think that's actually a good question. Thing is, though, you got to wonder, when you think the world doesn't give a damn about you, go into the jungle and see. You have entire law of order keeping everything in check, making sure you don't get killed or robbed or murdered or whatever the fuck. And yet still you say these things. You have an entire prison system. It's easy to say these things. You have no clue. Go back a thousand years and then you could say maybe nobody cares about you. But nowadays you have an entire framework, an entire security system to protect you. Yeah, if the world didn't care, you'd be dead. Damn straight. You get vaccinations when you're still a baby. You don't even know about this shit. While you grow up, you don't get polio or whatever. Be born a thousand years ago, you'll see. Most of you guys wouldn't even exist. That's not for protecting people, that's for protecting property. Oh, vaccination is to protect property? Are you serious? Come on, man. You also have an entire healthcare system. Maybe in the US it's a bit different, but in Europe, Canada, even Cuba, you get sick, they take care of you for free. Help me, what do you think I should do? I'm always talking to myself, like thinking in my head, like insecure thinking. I feel so unstable as a person, like always thinking twice and get stuck on things. It's hard to explain. Sigaslime, what you're explaining there is just default mode network. It's a state your brain is at where you're trapped inside your thoughts, thinking about what you feel, and you're trapped inside this feedback loop. How do you get out of it? Do stuff. It's like when you're playing video games, you're not trapped, right? If you're fapping, you're not trapped, right? Like, if you're doing stuff, you're not trapped, right? Well, do stuff. Do something meaningful, something that has purpose. And then you go from default mode network to task positive network. And as long as you're in a flow, it just stays. And you're in the present. And you don't think so much about shit. The key here is to do stuff that helps you to stay in that flow. So if you just play video games, you will get kicked out sooner or later. Because playing video games does not allow you to keep playing video games. You might say, well, yeah, the action of playing video games does not allow you to keep playing video games unless playing video games is a living. You make money playing video games, but that's not for so many people. And even then, even if you make money playing video games, does it feel fulfilling? Or at one point you just go like, but what am I doing with my life? Look at people playing Hearthstone. You know how many streamers play Hearthstone day in, day out and just say like, fuck my life? I talk to them. Even, you know, tournament players and stuff. They just go like, man, this game is depressing. I can say it because I played it myself for so long. It's depressing. And every day, every time you get a bad beat or whatever, everybody in the chat, lol, 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 
And if you, if you get lucky, pok champ, pok champ. It's just like, man, you can get into that for a week or two, but your entire life for the past three years, four years, no, man, you go depressed. So what is the key? To do stuff that has meaning and purpose. And I say, but what has meaning and purpose? It is stuff that goes further than yourself. Helping other people, doing acts of kindness. I always have this feeling to need attention. So I do stuff and say stuff at school, but I don't get the attention feeling I want. I want to be accepted. I think that's why I need attention. But I feel like people think I'm weird. What do I do? Well, let me tell you something, Mr. Sigur Slime. Nothing is wrong with you. What you're trying to do is to fit in. And you know why you want to fit in? Because back in the days, right, we were very tribal. And if you didn't fit in in the tribe, you would die. That's why you feel this strong need to fit in. But nowadays, with society and the way that it has rapidly moved forward, we don't really need the tribe anymore. But we still have these remnants of the past. So we try to fit in, even though nobody cares. Everybody's just busy with themselves. So now let me give you a little puzzle. How much do you care about other people fitting in? Might say like, uh, I've never thought about that. Well, exacto mundo. That's how much they think about you as well. They don't give a crap about you. Just as much you don't give a crap about them. That's the problem with all this fitting in system now. Fitting in means caring for each other, taking care, trusting, backing each other up. But now you don't have the trust. You don't have the taking care. You just have the fitting in emotion. And as a result, since it has no use whatsoever, you just start running in circles and starting to do random shit. Just to fit in while, it, in essence, it just doesn't work. So my tip for you is to reflect on this. Reflect on the spotlight effect. Don't judge yourself too much. Don't beat yourself up. Just be aware and realize, like, wait a minute. Actually, people do not care. And if you find that in the essence, you will figure out that the reason why you want to fit in is because you feel more safe, more comfortable. But if you realize that the safety does not come from fitting in because nobody gives a shit. And the true safety comes from you doing what you believe is right and going for what you think is right. And taking action, finding like-minded people, organize yourself. You'll see that what you will shift rather than trying to fit in in this bubble of emptiness, you will try to do things that are more productive. And I can tell you another thing. It comes with age. As you grow older, you will figure this out through experience anyway. Kovac says, you have so far raised a lot of money for children. Did you felt yet that something has changed in the world or do you think that there must be more done? I think that what is extremely important for people is not to focus on the big picture in order to nullify their impact because you can keep doing that and keep zooming out. And if you look at the universe, you can even wonder anything on the planet Earth. What does it matter? It's about using yourself as a reference frame and see how much you contribute to the world from that angle and how you can make it ripple. And from that point of view, I've made a difference for a lot of people's lives, which matters. Changing the world. What is changing the world? I changed it a little bit. But people that do jack shit also change it a little bit. It is not whether or not you change the world, but it is in what direction your change goes. And I would say my direction is a bit more positive, And I try my best to keep improving and doing my best. So I don't have this mental blockade where I go like, oh, this or that. Because at the end of the day, it's merely an excuse to justify my comfort. Because if everything doesn't make any sense on the grand scheme of things, then why does my experience matter so much to me? Then I'm still better off helping other people because that's what I would want if I was them. And that's the thing. When you put yourself in other people's shoes and you realize there is no difference, then going through the effort of helping others is a more consistent, detached approach than one where you just sit on the mountain to meditate. And that's why I also don't so much like this monk kind of meditation enlightenment bullshit 
because true enlightenment would rather mean to me, if it would exist, that you put your time and effort in helping others because there is no difference between you and these people, first of all. And secondly, since you're that enlightened anyway, you don't care about working your ass off, right? It's the same thing. So I would rather help other people elevate them. But no, 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 no. Sitting on a, on a little hill trying to be a wannabe uh, Buddha or something, thinking like, yeah, look at me, look at me, I'm all uh, detached and shit. Seems you're not that attached from your comfort and that's why you rather sit and have other people bring your food and rise. So would you say true enlightenment is loved, unconditional love for everything? I just think true enlightenment and just enlightenment in general are just concepts created by the mind of humans trying to, you know, find answers and the true answer to everything is right in front of you. You just got to strip all the bullshit away and see things for what they are and then you start seeing that true answers yield in actions and doing stuff rather than just sitting around and doing jack shit. That's what I think. Well, that's not just what I think. That's how it is. It's not just what I think. I think that because that's how it is, not the other way around. Quote me if Logan Paul, if describing your own intent because of logic is your core value, would you say you feel more empathy for dying kids or do you more feel the need to be consistent within your own reality? Because if you felt empathy more in this regard, wouldn't that mean you are basing your actions in emotion rather than logic, which would become inconsistent to you? This is one thing I struggle with you from you, because I think true empathy love is also needed for the betterment of humanity. Let me answer your question. I don't care about kids dying. I don't have empathy for kids dying because I don't see them. Just as much as you guys don't care about kids dying. You don't see them, you don't care. That's why you would spend more money when a child is right in front of you struggling than a thousand children you could save when you don't see them. Because empathy is a primitive emotion that brings about caring for one and another because it allows us to strive as a species. On the other hand, cognitive empathy allows you to empathize with others by putting yourself in their shoes and realizing across the border without even seeing them being able to do something for them. So now you can wonder like, do you care about kids dying? On an empathic level, no, I don't. But I do think that uh, taking care of other children that could might as well be me is important. But how do you go about it? Because you go by donating money to charity or whatever. No, going about improving humanity moving forward is not about saving lives at all. Not always. It is about looking at reality, using understanding, action-reaction to figure out what is the best course of action. And that is, depending from situation to situation, there is no such a thing as an absolute in that regard. And that's why we're working on a game. Why are we working on a game rather than just raising money for charity? Because raising money for charity wouldn't last. It wouldn't even work. It's even better to have our own organization, raise money, even universal basic income, brings about healthcare, education, everything that allows, you know, everyone to snowball into a singularity or whatever you want to call it. So even the idea of saving lives is not something that keeps me so much busy. The reason why I like to raise money for saving children is because it works for people that are very simple. Raising money for dying kids works because it's very hard to argue with that. While if I would be raising money for the EFF, which is the electronic uh, frontier that tries to protect neutrality, which I think is even more important, people wouldn't even be able to relate to it. That's why certain organizations that give video games to children in hospitals get so much attention, even though I would say that if I get to choose between saving a life or giving a video games to a kid in an hospital, I would rather save a life. It's because we don't relate so much to it. We don't relate so much to a kid in Africa. We relate much more to kids that we can relate to ourselves that based on our own life. And that's why 
Raising money for Save the Children and Child and Newborn Survival Programs is very relatable. It allows us to do good in a mainstream way and get people to not be able to argue with what we're doing. And that's why more people come over, we can organize ourselves more, and such and such and such. So it's not as simple. Fatty Barbecue says, The guy is saying that charity is literally a non-working factor. Obviously, it's not when tons of children are saved every year. If you prefer making a game, it's fine. But shut the fuck up with your nonsense hippie shit. Charity is good. Making a game is good. Both different ways of good about... No, that's truly not true, by the way, what you're saying there, Mr. Fatty Barbecue. It is about having more impact. You can't just say everything is the same. That's the problem with the binary emotional brain. Something is good or something is bad, but you don't see the range. There is things that have way more positive impact and things that have way less positive impact. If we make a game and we can make a billion and introduce universal basic income, that would literally solve the problem at its root. That's way better than just giving fish rather than teaching to fish. So you cannot just binary throw your thing and then call like my stuff nonsense, hippie shit. I mean, like seriously, you could think a bit about it. And I don't even blame you, man. I mean, that's how society works. It's all just echo chamber and justifying your own little bubble. So I understand that things have to be very simple. Reality is a bit different, though. So when I say these things, I'm not saying like, hey, charity is bad and what I do is good. I'm just saying that the way we go about things is more effective. That's all. Subscribe to youtube.com slash wins. Watch the live stream at twitch.tv slash live. And follow the real Athene on Snapchat.